Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. Isaiah 61 verse 1, King James, which is definitely different than the new King James or even the NIV, I should say. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek, the poor. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison doors to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning. Watch it, watch this now. The garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Father, move in power in Jesus' name, amen. If you would be seated, please. And we do have notes that are being passed out now. And um, let's just be sure to not freeze everybody out on that front row and start seeing kids put jackets on and stuff, then you'll know. This morning, Pastor Karen had a, really a word from the Lord that, that there was gonna be people, or that there were people in the first service and as well as in the second that were struggling with heaviness, struggling with depression. And um, I said in the first service as well as in the second that I'm going to preach a special message and I'm going to do that on freedom. Everybody say Freedom. freedom. Freedom from despair. Freedom from what? Despair. That's right, Pastor Vince. Despair. Uh, and we do have notes that are coming around now. If you've come into this place struggling with despair, hopelessness, or depression, you've come into this place struggling with anxiety, I serve notice. That thing that's been tormenting you and bothering you and plaguing you like a black cloud following you around, I serve notice today, tonight. It's out of here. It's time to break that. As I was going back, I have numerous messages and things on despair and depression, and I, I have thousands. Every message I preach, I store on my computer. And uh, I begin to search and look at some previous studying and things I've done. And what's interesting to me is there's a pattern right around this time of the year. The Lord speaks the same thing. I'm preaching a message like this, similar to this, Almost every single year I've been here, I see a, a trail. It's right early December, November. There's a depression that people begin to go through. And some of that's the holiday blues. Some of you know what that is. Just kind of like, <sighs> some of it's a deficiency in vitamin D. There's a lot of reasons for it. Somebody say, well, <sighs> the sun never comes up for God's sake. Well, it's really a lot more than that. I, I lived in Hawaii for 14 years. Some of you born and raised there. Others of you maybe uh, different parts of the nation. And in Cabo San Lucas, pretty warm weather right now, but you will still have depressed people in Cabo San Lucas. Depression is more than environment. There's a lot of reasons for a spirit of, a spirit of heaviness, says the King James, very different than just attributing depression to just an emotional challenge or a blocked goal or discouragement. There can actually be a demonic assignment to bring depression and heaviness. You're like, what? I know, right? So we're gonna look at it tonight. It, 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 depression's more than one's environment. And this test, right in the notes, hey, in the introduction here. This text is a, a messianic text. Say that, it's a messianic text. It's a prophecy about the Messiah and what the Messiah would do. And you see that Jesus read this text in Luke 4. In fact, I believe that everywhere Jesus went, he went about doing good and healing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil, Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, and how he would declare this promise right here out of Isaiah. 
And it's a powerful promise of what the Messiah would do. It's a prophetic word describing the work of the Messiah. He would set the captives free, recovery of sight to the blind. You know what that means if you're blind? That means you don't have to be blind anymore. And there's a spiritual blindness, but there's also a physical blindness. And the healing for the brokenhearted. Anybody ever had a broken heart? I remember having a broken heart. Oh, a broken heart. There's no medicine that can fix it. I'm not talking about heart disease. I'm talking about deep loss. If you've ever lost someone in grieving or deep sorrow, brokenheartedness, that does something in you, and, and it's difficult. And if you don't learn to get healed from that and learn how to process that, my God, it can be very painful, and you can end up in despair. You can end up in depression. Three verses we read, that's all. It's, it's a picture of dramatic change. Write it in your notes. Dramatic change. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he hath anointed me, King James, to preach good tidings to the poor, the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. I, if you come in here with a broken heart, you can be healed. You can be touched. You can be freed tonight. This is the glorious message of the gospel, the simple, the simplicity, simplicity of the gospel. You don't have to be Poe, no more. You don't have to be broken. You don't have to be destitute. You don't have to be depressed. You can be free. You can be liberated. You can be forgiven. It is that simple. Why? Because what Jesus has done for you on the cross, that is the simple truth of the gospel. You don't have to, don't, don't make it more complex than it is. It's so simple that even smart people can't figure it out. Good news is proclaimed. Brokenhearted healed. I love how it says those who are bound those who were bound to be free. Prison doors opened. God's favor and justice have come. Mourning. Mourning's turned into joy. The joy of the Lord. The oil of joy. He gives you beauty for ashes. You know, I remember reading this text in deep, deep anguish. And it was ang in anguish over personal loss and sorrow. I remember, it's hard for me not to weep and I don't weep for the pain of that. I weep for the joy that I don't have it anymore. <laughs> Let me run that through one more time. I start talking about my testimony and start talking about what God's done for me and I can't help but I start getting overwhelmed because I used to be despairing of life even itself. I used to be so depressed. No Prozac milkshake could bring me out of the depression I was in. Sorrow, deep mourning and anguish. Oh, but Jesus came. And then even after I gave my life to Christ, I had to learn to stand on the promises. How to learn to dec decree and proclaim and declare and command my emotions to change. Some of you haven't learned that yet. You're going to learn it tonight. You have to speak to yourself. Some of you need to tell yourself to be quiet. Some of you need to just send yourself to the room. That's it. You're going to your room without dessert. No, not that. Mornings turn to joy. We become oaks of righteousness. Really ties into the Psalms. Oaks of righteousness displaying God's glory or, or splendor. Everything changes when Jesus shows up. I want you to say that. Everything changes when Jesus shows up. He's here tonight. And he's going to help you. Many people are online. He's going to help you online. He's going to help you. Why? Because he's here. We know theologically he's here simple, simply because he's omnipresent means he's everywhere. But there's a tangible presence of the Lord that's beginning to move in to this house even right now. Why? Because he loves you and he's going to put his power on display and he's going to free you from your brokenheartedness. He's going to bring you out of your prison. He, in fact, he's already done it. He's about to manifest that in your life if you'll partner with what I teach and preach to you tonight. Psalm 1, 
It should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. It'll bring forth fruit in season. His leaf shall not wither. And whatever he doth shall prosper. It's God's intention for you to walk in joy. It's not God's intention for you to walk in depression. It's not God's intention for you to walk in despair. It's not of God. Despair is not of God. I want you to say that. Despair is not of God. Depression is now there's moments where you might lose a loved one and go through something that's difficult, but the key is going through it. I know many people that try to just reject that and stuff it down. You don't stuff it, you process it and you move through it. Grief is, grief is a process and we have a, a, a class called Grief Share and it's helping dozens and dozens of people because many people don't know how to grieve. There's a right way to grieve. I'm not looking forward to my next grief assignment, but death comes. If you're in this world, you're going to experience death and loss, but God is able to help you and to bring you the oil of joy for a spirit of mourning. Can you say amen? He's gonna give you joy. J-O-Y. Lift your hands and say, J-O-Y. What's it spell? Give me a J, J, you got the J, you got the J, oh, oh, you got the O, you got the O, what's it spell? I can't hear you, what's it spell? I still can't hear you, what's it spell? You know, depressed people can't yell. Did you know, do you know that? You've heard me say that before. And can I'm gonna tell you something, in this house, we're not nervous about you lifting your voice. And I'll tell you, as a believer, if you will learn to lift your voice unto God, depression will leave like a scalded dog will run. What is that? It's a scalded dog. So say they say it's God's plan for me to walk in joy all of my life. It's God's plan. That's right. Come on, bump your neighbor and say, it's God's plan. No, I don't feel like smiling. Okay, well, you, you might have made feelings your God, but we're going to correct that. The text speaks of the issue of despair, King James, spirit of heaviness. Spirit of heaviness. I'm convinced that one of the, stra- the, the, the plans, the strategies of the enemy is to get you over into despair and hopelessness so you won't move into all that God has. In different times in my life, and I, you know, I talk and testify a lot about our building. It's a pretty major thing that we're in the midst of and we're finishing it up and we'll move on to some other projects. But it's been a six year battle. And I remember when we first got our property, it was a total miracle. And then I heard the news. How many of you know that you can get news that's contrary to what you felt like the Lord said? Then I heard the news. Well, Pastor Daniel, there's, uh, there, we're not able to get funding for that property. So we had 30 days to find funding for the million-dollar property that we bought that's worth $4 million. So if we were to buy it, and by the way, people were lined up with their checks. I had, I had a developer uh, said, what? And cursed and said, I'd have been here with my million-dollar check. So people just hoping that it falls out. The bank is hoping that, I'm sure they were. I mean, they didn't say that, but they're hoping that our million dollar property that's worth four million that we got one day went back to the bank. We picked it up, it was a miracle. We put an offer in, we didn't have two cents. And there were those that were waiting for us to not follow through. We had 30 days to get funding. Well, those were some 30 days. I'd take an offering and be like, not even close. If you have a million dollars, you spell million. Some of you guys think I'm joking when I do that. I'm not joking. Totally serious. If you have 23 million, you spell 23. You ready? (laughs) You spell 23. T-W-E-N-T-Y-T-H-E-R-E-E. R-E-E. I got it. Minister Mike is one of our editors. So, you know, we, we hope that maybe God's just going to drop a million dollars in the bucket and we'll just pay for that. that didn't happen. Week one, week two, week three. I stood on that property 
struggling to, I mean, I, I just felt like some big fat demonic elephant sat on my head. I'm just thinking, what the heck? Oh God. And I just went like, ah, no, Lord, you're gonna provide. I'm looking for gems or something to drop out of the sky. I had to shake off a heaviness. And I realize now as I look back, and I guess I realized it then, but it took me a little bit. Sometimes we're a little dull. Because if the enemy has a, he has a plan to get you oppressed, a plan to get you depressed, a plan to get you downcast, a plan to get you in a spirit of heaviness so you won't rise up in your God-given blood-bought right and take the land. And I'm gonna tell you, there's land that needs to be taken in your family, in your home. There's, there's regions that need to be taken and there ain't no depressed person that's gonna take them. Someone with the anointing, someone with the power of God, the supernatural ability, the oil of heaven, the oil of joy. It's amazing when you're filled with joy, the favor that flows to you. You know, I've noticed that when I'm filled with joy, I have more favor. When I'm depressed or I'm feeling heavy or discouraged, I don't seem like I have anything come my way. Can't find any parking. It's freezing cold. You're at Walmart. You got to park on the far side of the planet. That's fine with some of you guys with hair, but for others of us, you're praying in tongues, man. You forgot your hat. Murphy's Law. Just don't forgot my hat. I stood on that property feeling that big, fat, demonic elephant discouragement and what I would call even a spirit of despair. I could show you the place I stood there. We had no hope in the natural. And I remember just losing my ever-loving mind. You might have been driving by during that time. You see spit flying out of some bald guy's mouth. It was in the spring, seven years ago. And I just turned loose every crazy faithful prayer and felt peace and then just did not let my mind go to where the impossibility was. Well, I felt peace. I prayed through. God, it's you. You're gonna have to do it. Do you know what happened like on the, on the very last moment? We got funding. Imagine that. Yeah, I know the plan of the enemy is to rob us from joy. The Hebrew words for joy means to shine or to be bright or to dance around. That's what the Hebrew word for joy means. Dance around. Some of you ain't gonna move your feet no matter what happens, but you need to. It's a mark of having fellowship with God, right in your notes. It's a mark of what? Having fellowship with God. It's a mark of having fellowship with God. It's so sad when people go to churches and they, they leave more depressed than when they came in. Now, there are, there are moments in services in a healthy church where the, the power of conviction and godly sorrow comes. Not worldly sorrow, godly sorrow. And we've had those services where there, it's just like we just get taken to a place where a real holiness and an examination and we, we, we grieve and we repent and we leave you know, washed and cleansed. There's moments of intensity like that. But mostly you ought to leave, when you leave this place, you ought to be happy. Not that it's over. You ought to be happy that church is over. Thank God. Woo! Let's go eat. No, not, not like that. No, but you leave this place, you're like, man, I feel pumped. Come on, I'm all swole in the spirit. How many of you know what swole means? Okay. And I, I've said it before, it's just so funny to me. The guy said, I can't go to your church, Pastor. I said, I'm so sorry. Is everything okay? He says, yeah, it's just, it's way too much joy. <laughs> it was about a year and a half ago, two years ago, family came in. I happened to be greeting, which I, I do from time to time, just right inside this door. It came in the first time here. And the place was electric. I, I mean, like, it was hopping and just faith and joy and explosive. And I don't think that they've been in a church like this before. They walked in and he let out an expletive. That's a curse. He cursed and they staggered and he gathered his kids and fell against him and his wife. They fell against, the, you know, the, one of the booths back there and they're like, what 
what's going on in here? And I happened to be right there. He said, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. He's like, what's, what's going on? I'm like, we're just really happy about Jesus. <laughs> it's okay. You're like, oh my God. Like, and they're pulling out extra seats. There's no seats. Pulling out extra seats. I'm like, come on. And the kids are like, what's going on, Dad? Like, it's joy. Some people have never felt that. J O Psalm 16, verse 11. It's a mark of having depression, despair, heaviness is not a sign of having fellowship with God. That's, that's a sign of having fellowship with the world, maybe. That's a sign of having fellowship with your flesh, perhaps. That's a sign of maybe even fellowship with the devil, but it sure isn't a sign of having fellowship with God. Psalm 16, verse 11. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of depression. No, no, that's not what that says. No, fullness of, fullness of what? Joy. At your right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. Mike Bickle wrote a book that's a favorite of mine. I've read it twice, maybe more than that. Read it twice and skimmed it numerous times. I'll probably go back and visit it again. And it's, it's the pleasures of loving God. It is a fantastic book because there are many people that think that loving God and serving him is some drudgery and some like suffering, suffering for him. Now, there are moments of suffering, resisting your flesh, resisting the devil. There are moments of suffering. I wasn't exactly filled with joy when I was standing on the top of my property until I got the victory. I've been persecuted for having a Christian bumper sticker, just like some of you. Not sure that's persecution. But there are difficulties. We do go through things. There is mourning. There is death. There is loss. Welcome to the human race. But God will turn it for good. Come on, say it. God will turn it. You missed a great opportunity to say something. Those of you that are struggling with depression, open your mouth and start participating if you want to get free. If you want to stay depressed, you certainly can. But you don't have to. I give you an invitation. You can get set free. But you're going to have to start participating and, and, and say, I've got joy. Say, I've got joy. I don't feel like I have joy, but that's how you change things. You begin to, that's right, little sister or brother. Is it a sister? I want to hear that again. I've got joy. Say it again. Ready? Said. I've got joy. That's right. I want to hear that again. You ready? One, two, go. Joy. Joy. How do you spell it? J-O- why? You got the J, you got the J, you got the J, J, you got the J. You got the O, you got the O, you got the Oh, you got, come on, let's try to get you got the O, you got the O, you got the You got the Y, you got the Y, you got the What's the spell? All right, you guys are getting it. He says in that book, Mike Bickle, some of you thought, I forgot I made the reference, but he says in that book, that the epicenter of God's, of pleasure, I mean, the epicenter of an earthquake is. It's the very place where the earthquake is, right? It's where it originated. The epicenter of joy and pleasure is not the devil. It's God's kingdom. It's God's throne. So when you tap into the revelation of who you are in him, your ability to access and come boldly before him, depression and despair must go. It's really sad with that we would be criticized for having too much joy, but it's the way that it is. My mama, I don't know if you remember mom, she's in the congregation tonight, but in Hannah, you said this to me. You said, son, Joy is the flag that flies from the heart that has Jesus enthroned. And when she said it, I just, it was written on my heart. And she said, now let the joy of the Lord be your strength. And man, did I need it. I didn't understand it back then. That's a quote from Nehemiah. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Joy is the flag that flies from the heart that has Jesus enthroned. If you have Jesus in your heart, if you have Jesus enthroned, in other words, he doesn't have one cheek on the throne, he has the throne of your life. Some of you try to share the throne. Oh yeah, 
I think we did this for the youth. Pastor Vince, would you assist me? Yes, sir. Pastor Vince, come yes, on up. Now, Pastor Vince, I think together we're pretty much over 500 pounds. <laughs> Big boy. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me when we used to visit. You remember in Kauai, we pulled up in a church van in somebody's house, and we both get out at the same time, and a guy comes out on the porch, get out of here! Get out! Get out of here! The guy's totally freaked out. You remember yeah, that? I we're like, no, we're from the church! Oh. Oh! <laughs> so, Pastor Vince, here, have a seat. We're going to give Pastor Vince the throne. Go ahead. There we go. Pastor Vince is on the throne. All right, so if he would be the Lord, this is the way that is. He's on the throne. All right? Now, here's what some of you do. Hey, can you shove over? Yeah. Can you just... I'm just going to tell you, you're going to begin to have a problem back here. It doesn't work. You can't share the throne with God. And if you try to share the throne with God, you're going to struggle with depression. You're going to struggle with anxiety. You're going to struggle with loss. You're going to struggle. You got to let him take the throne. Say it. Let him take the... Let him take the throne. Psalm 51. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. The joy of my salvation and renew a right spirit. It's a Psalm of David. And he wrote that, the incident with Bathsheba. He sinned horribly. Nathan, the prophet, called him out. You know, there's moments where God convicts you. Conviction and condemnation are two very different things. God convicts you and you know that you've done wrong. Then you repent, you confess your sin to him. and You receive his forgiveness. Condemnation is where it's like you just kept getting beaten over the head with that thing every single day. Yeah, but you did that with Bathsheba. You, Bathsheba, you know you did Bathsheba. You sinner. And beats you up one side and down the other, and then you come into agreement with what a dirtbag you are. You know you ate that salad when you were fasting. Our response to God is one of joy. Come on, our response to God is one of joy. When you really understand what he's done for you, you will be set on fire with joy. You meditate on it. You think about it. Getting into some application here, but Psalm 35, let them shout for joy and be glad. That them that favor your righteous cause, yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and thy praise all the day long. See, some of you are rehearsing your, your sorrow and your depression and your fear and your loss and your grief all the day long, and you wonder why you have a spirit of heaviness. Stop it. Come on, somebody say stop it. Psalm 65, the meadows are covered with flocks and the valleys are mantled with grain. They shout for joy and sing. Psalm 132 and 9, let the priests be clothed with righteousness. Let the saints shout for joy. You got it. Let the saints shout for what? Joy. joy. Let the, saint, the saints. That's hagios is the Greek word. It's holy ones. You're made holy by the blood of Jesus. You're translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his son. You're washed, you're cleansed. You are not a sinner. Quit thinking of yourself as a sinner. You're a saint. You're a holy one that sometimes messes up, but don't plan to do it. Come on, look at me right now. Look at me, look at me. Are you sinning right now? Are you? The answer is most of you know. There might be some. You can put together a series of non-sinning righteous events, can't you? 
You can. You can live holy. You can live right. My, my, my. Let the saints shout for joy. You're made holy by his blood. That's an imparted righteousness. Pardon me, imputed. Everybody say imputed. God gives you his righteousness. Who gave you righteousness? God. In the blood. That's why you can come before the throne. Because if it was just a partial righteousness that would grow, or a partial holiness, or a partial cleansing, you'd be crispy crittered the second you tried to come before the throne. You wouldn't be allowed. So he gives you his righteousness, he gives you his purity, he gives you his holiness, and then you go before his throne. But that's worked out in your life. Everybody say, it's worked out. It's worked out in your life through what I would call an imparted righteousness that's living right, doing right, telling the truth, living holy. See, once you understand what Jesus has done, then you're not gonna live like a dog. You'll be so grateful, you'll be overwhelmed. Has any of you ever had the experience where somebody did something so awesome for you that you just like, you just wept and you cried. You, can I do anything? Can you give them flowers or thank you? Can I do anything? Jesus has done so much more than that. He redeemed you from the pit. Can you say amen? And it'll bring you joy. God's covenant people were filled with joy. Isaiah, God's covenant people were filled with, were full of joy. Isaiah 35, 10. And let the ransom of the Lord, ransom of the, pardon me, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. I think I might see some people tonight with everlasting joy on your heads. Wow. They shall obtain joy and gladness. Sorrow and sighing shall flee away. What? Sorrow and sighing shall flee away. It's important in the breaking of a spirit of heaviness and the breaking of depression and the breaking of this cloud that's over some of you. And even as you go and teach this, that's why I've given you notes, go and teach it to somebody. It's important to understand that, that God will cause you to walk in joy, that it's God's will. Depression is not from God. It's not a gift given to you to teach you humility so that you can suffer for Christ's sake. He suffered for your sake. He became poor so you could become rich. Please understand the fullness of what that word means. I'm not talking about money. I'm also not excluding it. It has being rich is having what God says you can have, being what God says you can be, doing what God says you can do. It ha it's having what God, what you need when you need it. That's what real wealth is. It's walking in peace and joy. It's lying on your bed at night. It's having a blessed marriage. It's walking in the fruit of the Spirit and the joy of the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? amen. Depression is not from God. Get an attitude about it. I'm just going to tell you, you can't break into my house. You try to break into my house, you're going to have one serious problem. There's some pansified, is that a word? Sissified's a word. Pansified, I'm going to coin that. There's a pansified belief that, you know, you just need to be a nice Christian. Can I tell you something? I hated that when I first heard it. I still hate it. You need, you need to be spirit-filled. You need to love God. You need to, you need to uh, exemplify the attitudes of Christ. You need to be humble. You need to be grateful. You need to be serving. You need, you need to be a servant. You need to love people. But there are times where Jesus made a whip. He made a whip. My hero, Jesus, made a whip. And he went to church with the whip. And he took the whip and he whipped up on some people that needed to be removed, the, 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 those who would set up the tables and sold the doves, the money changers. They were ripping off God's people, and he's like, no more. And he began to just kick everything out, change everything. He cleansed the temple. Some of you allow for a squatter to live inside of your head. You allow for, you allow for a spirit of depression to rest on you. And you're, you, you just are like, well, one day the Lord's going to deliver me. I highly suggest you get the sword of the spirit. Forget the whip. Get a sword out. Get the sword. Unsheathe the sword. And take its stinking head off. You don't have to deal with depression. You have to punch that thing in the throat. Jeez, that's pretty intense. I know. That's what it takes. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. You, force. you fight for your family that way, they'll get saved. You fight for the breakthrough that way, you'll get one. You fight for, for joy and you shatter depression and counseling helps. And we're gonna get into some application here, but don't just swallow whatever shows up to your house. Like I said, you can't come to my house. You can't come into my house. You try to break into my house, you're gonna get broken. Some of you allow for people to be demonic assignments to squat on your thinking. 
That doesn't even sound good, squat. Squatters. A quote from Dr. Morocco comes to my heart. The enemy's power is parasitical. He's a parasite. So if you allow him to, if you, if you want to be a host for a parasite called the devil and his minions, that's up to you. Lord, aren't you going to set me free? Yeah, he did. He did. He already did it. Now, now bring and enforce what Jesus has done on the cross and stop being a victim and rise up and banish that thing. Come on, get some help. Bring it. It's not the depression. It, it's, it's not the environment. It's more than the fact that the sun doesn't come up until noon. I didn't get a big amen in Alaska on that one. 1130 or whatever it is. All right, Jesus wanted us to have his joy. I'm gonna step on the gas a little bit. You getting something tonight? You see what I'm doing? What I'm doing is I'm breaking that thing with the word. I'm hammering that thing with the word. I'm hammering it with joy. I'm, 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 I'm smashing it because I want you to be free more than me wanting you to. God wants you to be free. You don't have to be depressed anymore. It's up to you. Lift your hands to heaven all across this place. Hallelujah. I sever and break every assignment of depression and discouragement. In the name of Jesus, I command you to shut your mouth and break your hold off of every person suffering under that thing right now. In Jesus' name. I command you to go. Come on, somebody say amen. John 15 and 11 keys, please. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you. My joy. God has joy. There's no depression at the throne. See, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to paint the picture for you that you don't have to stay depressed. And if this thing is on you, then you have to realize that it's not God. And then you have to take that thing by the throat, shrink it to the size of a pencil, snap it and break it off of your life and move into the joy of the Lord. And, and that, that can be challenging sometimes. John 16, verse 24. Until now, you've asked me for nothing in my name. Ask. Oh, I love this verse. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. The word full is complete. I used to be depressed. Mm. I used to be filled with fear. Yes. I used to be bound. Oh. Until he came. Until he came. Until he came. Until he came and set me free. Till he came and set me free. Till he came and set me free. <laughs> I used to be lost. Oh, I was lost. I was lost. But now I'm found. Mm. I got joy, 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 joy. I got joy. Joy, joy, I got the J-O-Y. I got the J-O. I got the joy. I got the joy, yes. I got the J-O-Y. Anybody else? I got it. I got it, yes. I got the J-O. We like saying it this way. Hey, ho, devil, you gotta go. Hey, ho, devil, you gotta go. Hey, ho, devil, you gotta joy. I got the joy. You gotta go. I've got joy. You gotta go. There's a lot of great content, and it's only 7:15. Lift your hands to Jesus. <laughs> 
I got J-O-Y, I got the J-O-Y, I've got the J-O-Y, I've got the J-O-Y, I've got the J-O-Y, I got it, J-O-Y, I've Jesus. All right, come on, let's, let's dig back in. Come on up, just uh, musicians, please. Joy is the fruit of the Spirit. I'm going to start singing my message. Joy is the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Galatians 5.22. The joy of the Lord's our strength. Yes, it is. That's the next point. The joy of the Lord's our the joy of the Lord's arm. I've got the J-O-Y. I've got the J-O-Y. I've got the J-O-Y. I've got the So if you got the joy, then you got the Step on the gas. How a spirit of of despair works. It can be generational. Oh, what? You think back maybe in your family line, you think about your mom, your dad, if you knew them, you think about family members, maybe they struggled with a heaviness or a depression all their life. And so now you see that in your life and you're like, oh man, so my mom had or my dad had. Yeah, it can be absolutely be generational. A lot of scriptures for that. The truth is, you can leave it here today. You don't have to go home with it. You can break it, you can sever it. It can come through a demon attaching itself due to foolish pride. Lots of examples of that. We have power in the name of Jesus. There's no question about that. But we live in a world where there are powers and principalities and darkness. And if you step out under the confines of biblical truth and reality and then you're gonna end up in trouble. Don't you ever call the devil out for a fight because you'll lose. You don't ever do that. You, you execute and enforce what Jesus is. Are you hearing me right now? I'm gonna save you some spiritual warfare principles. You're standing enforcing the finished work of Jesus. You ain't all big and tough. You'd be smoked in a second flat without Jesus. I called the devil out. Bad idea, bad, bad idea. He's already been defeated, so you, you stand in the place of the finished work of the cross and you enforce what Jesus has done. Devil, I command you to go in Jesus' name. I know that you've been defeated by the blood, and I stand right now declaring the finished work of the cross, and in Jesus' name, I bind, your, bind you, and I command you to go in Jesus' name. Not, I'm not even gonna, I have such a fear of the Lord about it, I'm not even going to model what it is to do the other thing. There's spiritual warfare. Some of, some of you have gotten your tails kicked because you went ahead and tried to take on some principality. Bad idea. Jesus takes on the principality. You enforce it. Come on and you declare it. You proclaim it. It's like, God, I thank you that you died on a cross. I thank you before you and your angels that I'm washing the blood. And I declare before you your, your righteousness in my life. And I declare before Satan and his demons that I'm hidden under the blood. And I have authority and power over you because of what he did. It's a very different model. 
It can come from personal trauma. Oh my, oh my. Depression can come from personal trauma. Lots of stories. And I'm sure you have your own too. You might make the connection. You see a trauma in your life and from that moment you have this depression or this heaviness. Accidents, car crashes, accidents. <laughs> it can come through grief. We're just having a moment back here. It can come through grief. So when you lose someone, you lose a loved one, you lose a husband, you lose a, a, a mother, you lose a wife. Grief. It can come through a physical problem, and we've seen that. Vitamin D deficiency is real. We've seen people with pain. Apparently, pain can affect you in such a way that it affects your whole frontal lobe and you can actually really go crazy almost because of chronic pain in your back, or chronic, any kind of pain. We've seen that. It can come through anxiety. Be anxious for nothing. Gee, it can come through being reminded of past failure. Oh gosh, that was a big one for me. I have had I had a list a mile long. Tried to come back on me just a day ago. I wasn't I almost did it this morning and I felt like the Lord told me not to. Now I feel to do it, and the Lord's saying, go ahead. So I'm going to. So I just talked to my oldest daughter. I haven't talked to her in 22 years. It's a miracle. How'd it go? Well, I heard her voice and, uh, and it went all right. You know, it wasn't like, uh, you know, they're, they're flying up for Christmas. That's not happening. Maybe next year and uh, no desire to get to know me or anything like that, but we were able to talk. I haven't heard, I have not heard her voice. 1998, I think, 98? That's a long time. Fact checker, is that right? Uh, 2001, thank you. You gotta be careful of some fact checkers. But Pastor Karen, she does great. 2001, so how long is that? That's, that's 20 years. Found the number on the internet, called, and you know, it might be online right now. I hope you are. Let's reconcile. I'll, anything I can do, I'll do it. And so got the number called, and um, she answered. And I, she said, who's this? And I said, well, I'm not sure how to say that. And the reason I say that is I was told in some of the last visits, you're not our father. We're not gonna call you dad. We don't want anything to do with you. You're just Daniel. So. I said, well, I'm not sure to answer that, so I'll answer it this way. It's Daniel. Who? I said, it's your father. And it didn't, I was hoping for more, but I was thankful for what happened. It was civil, it was good, doesn't want to have a relationship still. But I said, well, you have my number now, and if you ever change your heart, I'm here. I hung up the phone, and I thought, man, I was trembling a little bit. I thought, oh, that's a harvest from my past life. And for a brief millisecond, the enemy tried to whisper something. He didn't even get two words out. I, I, know, I know him already. Because the enemy wanted to rehearse, oh, you should have been calling way longer before that. I've done all kinds of things. I've done everything the Lord's led me to as far as I know. But past failure can come and rob you. Don't let it. It's under the blood. Don't rehearse your past failure. Today is the first day in the rest of your life. Can you say amen? All right. Insights on walking in freedom from despair. Call on the name of the Lord. Would you say that? Do what? Call on the name of the Lord. 
Secondly, ask for wisdom. Ask for what? Ask for wisdom. Ask God to show you what's the source of this. Where's this coming from? Is it a trauma? Is it generational? Is it, is it just you got stinking thinking? Or maybe you watch too many stupid shows on the idiot box. Maybe you've been defiled. Get your hopes up. Everybody say, get your hopes up. If you lose hope, then it's very discouraging. You, you've got hope. You'll always have hope. There's no hopeless situations, only people that have grown hopeless. Come on, someone and say, get your hopes up. Well, I don't feel like it. Stop putting your feelings on the throne. Your feelings are not in charge. Some of you are like adult children. Receive the chastisement of the Lord. Quit yielding to your emotions. Your emotions are not God. You've made your emotion. Now stop it. You don't understand. Stop. Okay, talk it out, then quit it. And quit rehearsing your drama. Quit rehearsing your trial. Quit rehearsing your loss. 20 years ago. It's 20. It's last year. It's six months ago. Get healed, yes. Rise up. Declare. That you got the J. Oh, why? Yes, yes, yes. I got the J. I got it. I've got the J. I've got the. I got the. Get your hopes up. Come on, somebody say amen. Make sure we're done. We're almost done. All right. Insights on how to get free. Call on the name of the Lord. Two, ask for wisdom. Ask for what? Wisdom. Three, get your hopes up. Four, express your praise to God. Express your praise to God. Psalm 149, powerful verse. Be in church. Everybody say, be in church. It's, listen, it's gonna be very hard for you to stay depressed around a bunch of crazy joy-filled people like this. It's gonna be very hard for you to stay all up in the muck and the miry clay. Ugh. You're just gonna get around some crazy happy person who's been delivered from depression and soon you'll be walking in J-O-Y. Be in church. Somebody say, be in church. Lastly, last point, stay full of the Holy Ghost. Stay full of the Holy Spirit. Would you say that? Stay full. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's Word. Thank you again for listening to King's Alaska Podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.